I swear I'm funny. I'm your host, Matthew Winters. And so what I'm doing is, it's a bit of a special. I have a lot of material I wrote that I don't get to do enough. And since it's the first episode, I should probably say this is a stand-up comedy podcast. Right? So the main things I want to point is, I am new to this. I've been doing stand-up comedy for about a year and a half. And the jokes when I started off, weren't very good at the time I thought they were funny and I still think I might pull them back out every once in a while because why the fuck not so (coughs) this podcast is gonna be for anybody who wants to get into comedy or a way to look back on how even I started out because it's like I want to take time travel every now and again and be like oh man Remember last year when I did these shitty jokes? And I can go back and I can listen to this and be like, Oh, Jesus Christ. I swear I'm funny, guys. But, honestly, if you want to get into comedy and it's one of your New Year's resolutions, fucking go for it, man. There's bars and clubs. I've done jokes in front of two people at 3 p.m. on a Saturday and... It went horrible, right? I've also done shows where it was seven. And then just uh, recently, I went up after Tiffany Haddish. So it's like I went from doing jokes to nobody to a packed house because Tiffany Haddish was there. <clears throat> I didn't really get to meet her, but she was there. And it was really cool because she was working on new material. So it shows you. Comedians don't just go up there and just be like, oh, look at this, you know, and just go off of their cuff for an hour. Usually there's going to be material that they're working on or jokes that they're working on. It doesn't just come spur of the moment. So honestly, just fucking get out there and do it. Sign up for it. My favorite is five minutes because I interact with the audience and... Really, a minute long, which you'll see some things like uh, there's a Kill Tony show. A minute long? I can't think of anything in one minute. I must be shitty in in that regard. But that's just me. Right? So just write some shit. Go out there. And no one gives a fuck if you bomb. No one knows you. Right? I can go up at the Laughing Skull tomorrow bomb get no laughs get booed off stage come back in the next night crush it nobody gives two fucks who you are they're there to laugh and with that being said sometimes you'll have great jokes the audience won't give a shit some people go there and they're just not looking to have a good time or just something's wrong and it doesn't click and you'll do those same jokes like at a different set different club different atmosphere and the crowd goes fucking crazy and you're just like what the fuck just happened so let's listen to a set i did i believe it was the first set is in november 
and I'm pretty buzzed, and I can't remember my jokes for shit, so let's get started. I got notes and I'm recording, so if y'all could fake laugh, that'd be awesome. I'd hate to have to add it later to everybody. Okay, can you hear me now? Awesome. I'm pro-choice. You guys pro-choice? But I'm pro-choice for the entire life cycle. Who am I to tell somebody they shouldn't off themselves? I don't know how shitty their life is. I'm sorry, this is a new five minutes. <laughs> I'll just keep the laughs up, right? <laughs> but, dude, so it's like, when someone's depressed, one of the first things they tell you to do is, maybe you should call a suicide hotline. That's a fucking call center. Yeah. Right? It's like, no one works their way up to a call center. There's not one happy person that works there. It's like, who's helping who at that point? I imagine the calls are like, this is Sharonda, a generic suicide hotline. I help you? Well, I didn't call for tech support. I'm depressed and I'm contemplating suicide. Yeah, no shit. I work at a fucking call center. <laughs> but it's like, I have depressed friends. I try to hang out with them, but they throw some depressing shit at you. It's like, just take my friend out to dinner and he's like, dude, my life's not going so well. I work in a redneck hallway. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? He calls his house a redneck hallway. Can you guess what that is? No. It's a fucking trailer. Oh. <laughs> right? So then I'm like, this dude's fucking gone already. So he's like, bro, Sarah broke up with me. And I'm like, yeah, judging by the last few, I don't think you can do better either. Because I'm going to be honest, right? But I still want to be there for them. I don't want them to off themselves. <laughs> But I also don't want to be their life coach, because I'm barely my own life coach. I'm not even together as it is. I'm one old lady on a Sunday stroll at 5 p.m. on a work day from going on a rampage. <laughs> right? It's like, what the fuck? 5 p.m. has been rush hour ever since their ass was in the back of that double horse-drawn carriage. It pisses me off because you know they woke up at 4 a.m. just to watch Matlock. <laughs> I gotta turn the page on, I'm sorry. I actually read this before, but I couldn't remember it all. <laughs> but it's like, you gotta imagine, like, every time they go out, they're surprised by the traffic. And it's like, these people, they're always in a rush. That's my old lady voice, I'm sorry. I can't do so well. <laughs> right, it's like, yeah, because I have a job and a life, you economy destroying wench. And then they're like, why am I music and tattoos? Right, but to be a life coach, though, I feel like your life has to be the pit because everything they say has this tiny nugget of depression. I gotta let you get going. I don't even know where the fuck I'm at. All right. So remember the part where I took my friend out? I was depressed, right? Driving him home, we pull up to the fucking trailer park. He looks at me in this low and few voices like, dude, I haven't seen this many hallways since a mental institution. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, that's why you're depressed. You sit out every day and you live here. Like, what the fuck? Right? And it's, the same goes for dating. There's a lot of things to look out for. 
father issues being one of them. And I used to only think father issues was a thing a woman could have. But with the news recently, I've learned it's also a religious thing. <laughs> Y'all need to watch more of the news if you didn't get that shit. Right, and sticking with religious things, being pro-choice, one of the biggest battles is knowing when life begins. Right, if it's at conception, we need to add nine months to everybody's age, which is really gonna throw off pedophiles. <laughs> I imagine you're just like, well, Johnny, I'm gonna have to let you go. As he's unlocking the shed or whatever. And nobody's ever surprised what a pedophile looks like, right? They got those 90 glass, 90s looking glasses, balding on top, grown ass man, ugly ass sweater that nanny knit together while she's waiting to go in a drawer at a 5 p.m. Why are there so many cars on the road? God damn it, you know what you're doing, old lady. One more page, John. Stick with me, maybe I can get it out of here. All right. Thank you, I appreciate that. You know, fucking course they got a mustache. Makes him look like a sheriff of a small town in the 1800s. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but as he's opening the cage or whatever, because remember, I said something about letting the little kid go. Because he's turning 13 now, and the dude's like, well, little Johnny, 13, man, love the sweet spot. I'm not just gonna touch any kid. Do he's telling this to little Johnny, right? <laughs> So Johnny's gonna leave, and then let's fast forward, right? Eight years from now, you gotta remember, Johnny was 13 at this point, so eight years from now, Johnny's a fucking adult. He's sitting on the cage, oh fuck. Oh, sorry, I didn't get to Awesome. I appreciate you listening to that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I literally got so buzzed, I went up there with my notebook, like I said. And this happened at the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta, which is my favorite place to do stand-up, honestly. So in the beginning, when I talked to the audience, it was kind of an icebreaker because I wanted to let them know hey, this is some new shit, right? And this is coming out after a hiatus of not doing stand-up for a few months due to being in England and shit. But I legitimately thought it would be funny to add a laugh track to a set where I bombed hardcore. You know, it'd be like Big Bang Theory. I thought it'd be hilarious. Bomb so fucking bad. Get home, re-record like a laugh track and then put it on there and then be like, yeah, look at all the laughs I got. <laughs> I still think it'd be hilarious, but bombing sucks, so I don't want to bomb on purpose. <clears throat> and then when I go into the call center, the Sharonda part, I actually took that from a Family Guy episode where Peter works at a call center. And he's like, this is Sharonda. I got people on hold, but I can talk. So I, just, I ripped that name right out of Family Guy because I love that episode. 
Don't get me started on New Family Guy. I know. It's not as good. <coughs> but the old lady bit about driving at 5 p.m. I'm fucking serious about that. I get off at work. And I work in downtown. So I get off. And there's like old fucking people driving. Handicap tags. They don't have anywhere to go or anything to do. Why the fuck are they out at 5 p.m.? So that's where all that came up. Because I really do think that they're like, Ah, fuck these younger kids. Fucking bitches, man. Like, it kind of bombed, but I'm super proud of my father issues joke. I fucked it up a little bit because it's supposed to be in a relationship. There's a lot of things to look out for. Red flags, they're called. Father issues being one of them. Right? And I used to only think women could have father issues. But with the news recently, I've learned it's also a religious thing. <coughs> so, I like that joke. I thought it was hilarious. Because the father issues and then the father of the church touch the children. I think it's funny. I kind of, I, I feel like I saved it a little bit there with the news thing. That was off the cuff, of course. I'm not going to write every fucking thing down, you know? Just use your head in some of this shit. Talk to the audience. I love to talk to the audience. The audience, I think, loves to be talked to. And you'll hear more of that in the next set. Because there was... I have a joke about the Terminator that fucking bombed hardcore. That joke, you could literally see the words come out of my mouth and hit on the... Like, hit the fucking floor. It was crazy. And then, God, the mustache joke was so bad. But I felt like you can't talk about a pedophile without saying anything about a mustache. And Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to tie that into that. <laughs> and I actually had a finish to this that wrapped up the whole thing with a nice fucking bow. And it was like, right at the end when I'm talking about Johnny, he's being on the couch and he's flipping through channels. He's going to see his captor on TV, confessing to touching all these children, knowing he wasn't ever good enough to touch, been rejected ever since. He's going to pick up that phone. This is Sharonda, a generic suicide hotline. How may I help you? But that was going to be the finale I couldn't do. But instead, the finale was a beautiful song. So, that's my notes on the first set. Like, seriously, I got laughs off that shit. You can get laughs off of some shit you can think of. Let's listen to the next one. And this set was from December at the Laughing Skull as well. So, let's get into it. What's up, everyone? With a name like Sharon in it, nobody has a hotel joke. I don't oh, either. Oh, but don't they? Oh, but don't they? I try to think for it. It's all the spelling. Uh, so, I wrote some new jokes. I mixed up some material, but I'm too dumb to remember it. And I used that word because you're not supposed to say retarded. <laughs> so, here we go. But don't you hate it when something happens and someone's like, well, it could be worse. Right? So, I sign up for this run, and I break my toe a few days before it. Anybody in here run? Oh, so you hate yourself too. Right? Nobody runs for fun. You run because you hate yourself, but not as much as you would hate being fat. 
Right? It's like, yeah, but Brian, and you see somebody coming towards you, you do that head nod. It's not a form of saying what's up. It's the solidarity of they too hate themselves. <laughs> right? So I go to my doctor, and he's like, yeah, it's broken. But it could be worse. Oh, like what? People with no limbs. They still run. He was talking about those spring-like things that people have. They used to be called a feature, like Inspector Gadget. Because when I was young, watching Inspector Gadget, when he said, go, go, Gadget, spring shoes, not once did I look at the screen and go, oh, he must be disabled. <laughs> right? And it's like prosthetic limbs are getting so advanced that there will come a day when not having one is going to be considered a disability. When Arnold Schwarzenegger steps naked out of that time bubble, no one thinks, oh, he should park closer. And that's a Terminator joke for y'all. I know, I was like, Terminator joke, 2018, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and here's another throwback for you. Do you think they installed ramps at Robocop Precinct? Right? Yes. Those are prosthetics. He's disabled. But if that hostility at that job was through the roof, because you know he got employee of the month every month. Burger <laughs> cops are like, I need coffee. Robocop doesn't even fucking sleep. And then you got cops talking about going on dates, hooking up. Robocop's like, well, I have attachments, but they're not the same. <laughs> I'm glad y'all are loving this. Right? It's like, how long until some legit companies get behind making prosthetics? Anybody in here have a Tesla? Drive a Tesla? Y'all know about autopilot where it drives for itself? How long until we get legs that do the same thing? Right? It's like you're going to work or you're tired as fuck. You just turn your legs on and you just walking your ass there. Or, you know when you go out with that one friend, especially white girls, white girls know, charity and probably know. <laughs> but there's always that one friend like Becky who gets really fucking wasted early on in the night and you're like, who's gonna take care of Bucky? Becky. <laughs> no, but you just turn that bitch on to autopilot. She's like, oh my God, I'm so drunk, but her legs are taking her home. <laughs> until transbot is considered a thing after prosthetics get really awesome. Right? It's like, well, I lost my leg, but ever since I got this bass prosthetic, I identify as a T-1000. <laughs> Another fucking Terminator joke. I did it. I'm glad y'all enjoyed that because I'm about to lose everybody. Sex changes. Right? Uh, Stick with me. This is in the future. <laughs> you ever seen how the man to woman transformation happens? They tuck it in. So they literally make you fuck yourself to be a man to woman. But in the future, they'll just cut it off. Right? And they're going to give you like this sex doll vagina hooks up to your nervous system and shit. Right? Really cut down on rape. Because the first person that runs off with that robo badge attached to him. Attached to him He's never going to rape again. <laughs> I told you I would lose you, but it gets worse. 
The light is on though, so I'll hurry up. Or I won't. But <laughs> it's pretty close. Well, y'all have a good night. It was fun. So that was it. Ooh boy. There are some rough parts in that. So Tiffany Haddish was there and there were these these white girls on the front row that are from like Canada or something. And one of them she had the name of Sheridan. And I was like, that's a fucking hotel. And Tiffany Haddish didn't talk about it. The person after her didn't talk about it. So when I went up, I was like, someone's got to address that she is the name of a fucking hotel. But I couldn't think of a joke either. I was thinking maybe something with, like, checking in and checking out where maybe a dude knocked her up because he didn't check out. I don't fucking know. As you could tell, I couldn't work on anything. <clears throat> so, with... Knowing the name of one of the people in the audience, I thought it'd be fun to pick on her a little bit. So after I talked to her and one of the best thing is if you listen, after I say no one's been having jokes, one of her friends goes something about the spelling. The spelling's different. Like I could fucking see how her name is spelled. Like, I was like what the fuck? That girl must have been drunk out of her fucking mind to be like, it's the spelling. Like I can't fucking tell how her name is spelled. People be fucking stupid. But <clears throat> so again, I couldn't remember my jokes. Again, I changed like fifty percent of the jokes on the drive up there, and it's an hour and a half drive. So I changed a lot of my jokes around. The run joke was a bit spur of the moment. <sighs> Had to burp, excuse me. I'm not going to cut that out. So, it was kind of spur of the moment, but the head nod thing where it's a bond of solidarity that they too hate themselves. I was running eight miles one day and I'm fucking dead. This dude going the opposite direction is dead and we both do the head nod and my immediate immediate thought was I bet he fucking hates himself too right now <laughs> so I definitely shouldn't have started off with the retard joke I don't know why I said that I, I mean I guess it's funny to me cause I'm, cause I'm fucked up and I have fucked up sense of humor but man that Terminator joke I love how I gave it room to breathe and <laughs> all it did was at the fucking ground so then I brought it back just saying, you know, kind of addressing the audience with what happened. Yeah, that was a Terminator joke because I couldn't let it fail. I had another joke that tied into it with the transbot thing. And so when I talk about how Robocop and he has attachments, I meant like a dildo. Like he attached like a robotic dildo, not like his whole body's attachments. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they took it because there's like an audible, ah, like shouldn't have went there, but I didn't feel like I went there enough. But when you think about it, Robocop is disabled, so you know he parked closer. And when they installed ramps for him, you know it was, you know it would have been funny because it'd be like, well, he classifies as disabled even though he could kick through a fucking wall. You can't have just two stairs leading to the entrance of the precinct. You're going to have to put some ramps in. But that was my thought process. 
right? And I didn't even get to do the very end. So the sex change afterwards, it's like for woman to man, they're going to give you these robotic dildo attachments, right? And it's going to be different companies. You're going to have Apple and it's going to connect to your watch and you're going to go through a breakup and it's going to be like your orgasm ring is usually further along at this time of the, of the week or whatever, right? Because your watch, your Apple watch fucking tells you all the time, your exercise ring is usually further along. You should breathe. You know, dumb shit like that. <clears throat> so then I was thinking Google's going to get behind it. Google's probably going to have one that's like, it's going to, once you connect with another user or your sex partner, it's going to be like telling you their search history. And you're like, oh, fucking God, no. Right? Because it's going to tell them like the last porn videos that you, like, do they have any viruses or STDs? You know, because probably have to worry about both in the future. Right. And then I had one about Uber. And I was like, you can order a new attachment anytime you want, but you'll always be disappointed because you never get in Uber and think this person's got their life together. So those are my two sets. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed saying it. Is it kind of cringeworthy? Maybe, but so my new five minutes, and I'm flipping to it now, that's what you can hear in my notebook, is, is about homeless people, right? And nothing against homeless people, but they creep me the fuck out. So let's see if I can piece together some of my notes, but I don't believe in ghosts. I think behind every ghost story is probably just a homeless person, Right? I mean, I love Atlanta, but I hate homeless people. I don't wish any harm on them. I just wish they weren't so goddamn creepy, right? For instance, I once thought maybe the parking lot I parked in was haunted, right? It's like I hear noise in the distance and I turn around like, what the fuck, right? So I turn back around to my car, grab something out, I shut the door and I just hear, hey man. I turn around, what the fuck? Got a dollar? I was like, what the fuck? No. So I'm yelling at this homeless dude, and he yells back at me that he doesn't work there. Like anybody ever in their life thought this fucking homeless person works somewhere. It's like, I know you don't fucking work here. Nobody works here. It's a standalone parking lot. And it's like, no matter where I go, all homeless people act the same and say the same shit. Is there a TED Talk or a conference you have to go to when you're evicted? I imagine at the end they hand you pieces of cardboard and markers, but it's like the bank comes up to you and it's like on the foreclosure. One of the things is you get this fucking pamphlet and it's like telling you about when the next TED Talk is and then homeless resources you can go to. And it's like what comes first, being crazy or homeless? Because if I'm alone with my thoughts for five minutes, shit starts to get bad, let alone being with my thoughts for days on end, right? And it's like, what happens to the homeless people? I never see the same one for over like a month, maybe a few weeks at best, but then they switch out. It's like they fucking migrate or something with the seasons. It's like they're there for a few months and they're suddenly gone. And it's like, when I see a homeless person with a dog, I only feel bad for the dog. And we, we refer to homeless people as just like homeless people, but a homeless dog is a stray. 
And it's like, we don't refer to people as straight people. But back to the TED Talk, I could see it being about, like, they give you tips on how to be crazy. Or how to be like a ninja. Because they always fucking come out of nowhere. Just like a ghost. But I honestly think... Poltergeists are just homeless people fucking with your house to draw your attention so they can ask for a dollar, right? Because ghosts only do the most mundane and boring shit that scares the hell out of people. Turning on lamps, opening cabinets up. Like, they're just like shitty, invisible fucking roommates. You ever hear ghost stories? Like, they interview these people that are a little off kilter, and they're always like, I was sitting there watching Matlock. When I heard a noise in the kitchen, I look over and the cabinet swings open. Oh, Lord, not the cabinet. Because it's always lame like that. So, those are pieces of my homeless, my homeless set for five minutes. <laughs> like, reading over it now. Jesus Christ, do I have some work ahead of me. Right? So, I do this set in January. But it'll probably be better because I get to talk to the audience and shit. Well... Thanks for listening. The song at the beginning was Bad Sons, and I'm going to finish this off with another song by a band I absolutely adore called Friday Pilots Club, and enjoy it. Thanks for listening.
travels home.